0: I let my fingers run along the spine of the book, letting the indentations of the embossed cover guide my skin to something tangible, something that I believed in more than the fiction that was playing out before me. Twenty one years of age, and my mother had decided that the time had come for me to marry. My brother, Lyndon, had rather unhelpfully found some dim witted creature who had just inherited the family business, something to do with importing something or other from some far-flung place. I was barely listening. There are only two options open to a woman your age, mother pronounced, putting down her cup and saucer on the table beside her armchair. One is to marry and the other to find a post in keeping with her gentility. Gentility, I echoed with some incredulity. Looking around the drawing room with its chipped paint and faded curtains, I had to admire her vanity. She had married beneath her station and had always been at pains to remind my father lest he forgot. Must you do that now? My brother asked, as Mrs Barrett, our housemaid, cleared out the ashes from the grate. Madam requested a fire, she said, in a tone that showed no inflection of respect. She had been with us for as long as I could remember, and only took orders from my mother. The rest of us she treated like cheap impostors. The fact of the matter is that you must marry, Lyndon parroted as he limped across the room, leaning heavily on his walking stick. Eighteen years my elder, the entire right side of his body had been warped by shrapnel during the war in Flanders, and the brother I once knew stayed buried somewhere in that very field. The horrors he held in his eyes frightened me, and even though I didn't like to admit it, I had grown fearful of him. This is a good match. Father's pension is barely enough for Mother to run the house. It's time you took your head out of your books and faced reality. I clung tighter to my book. A rare first American edition of Wuthering Heights. A gift from my father, along with a deep love of reading. Like a talisman, I had carried the cloth-covered book, whose spine bore the duplicitous line tooled in gold, by the author of Jane Eyre. We had come across it by complete chance at a flea market in Camden, a secret we could not tell Mother. I would later discover that Emily's English publisher had permitted this misattribution in order to capitalise on Jane Eyre's commercial success. It was not in perfect condition. The cloth boards were worn on the edges, and the back one had a V-shape nicked out of it. The pages were coming loose, as the threads that sewed them together were fraying with age and use. But to me, all of these features, including the cigar-smoke smell of the paper, were like a time machine. Perhaps the seeds were sown then. A book is never what it seems. I think my father had hoped my love of books would instil an interest in my schooling, but if anything it only fueled my loathing for the classroom. I tended to live in my imagination, and so every evening I would race home from school and ask him to read to me. He was a civil servant, an honest man with a passion for learning. He always said that books were more than words on paper, They were portals to other places, other lives. I fell in love with books and the vast worlds they held inside, and I owed it all to my father.